It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, everyone. This is Hazy Radio. This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with me, your host, Chucky G, and my ever-beautiful, lovely co-host, Miss Karen Frazier. Hello, Karen. Hello, Chucky G. <laughs> How is it hanging, huh? Well, you know, my week is not very interesting in comparison with yours, so I think we should just go get right to it. All right, okay. So, all right, so, you know, last week we had Jason Haxton on from the Dybbuk Box. I did go through everything that we did from the show, and I'm telling you, I couldn't find that laugh. It was driving me crazy. I went through it, like, several, several times. So I didn't get it. But when I mentioned to him on the show, hey, you know, you want me to send me the box? I really didn't think he was going to do it. And the box is to my right right now, open, sitting in here. I have already circled my house in black salt and sage the whole place. It's pretty much well as protected as can be. Um, had a couple weird things last night with some shadows, which was just pretty interesting. In fact, there was one shadow that was very prominent. It was like a little round ball, and it's it took across the floor. Actually, I thought it was a mouse, so I got up and was freaking out. I went and checked <laughs> it out. There was there was nothing there, and I saw it as clear as day, moving fast, round, solid, and dark. So that was kind of weird. But then I was doing an audio thing today, and I asked a question of you know you know what's this thing next to me? What, what's what's the box called? And I I got an EVP. Cheryl, do you have that to, to play real quick? <laughs> that was the other one I sent you. Sorry. That was my house. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. What did cool. I do? Yeah, it was uh, the other one. That's wh- right. What's the other one called? Because apparently I'm a little confused uh, tonight. The other one, I think the other one said something about uh, the box or uh, yeah. the box investigation or um, something to that effect. You go yeah. ahead. You go ahead and look for it right really quick while I, I go look um, for it. Who the guest is, real quick. How's that? That sounds good. Okay, that's good. Okay, are you ready? I practiced this, so okay. Here we go. Okay, our guest tonight is Lori McDonald. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, experiences alien encounters, investigation, hypnotic regression specialist, and founder of the Sacramento Alien Abduction and Contactee Support Group. Look at that, huh? Bam! Ooh, yeah, that's right tonight, folks. We're going to be talking about aliens and um, they're ab- abducting us uh, and what reasons they're abducting us. And, you know, she's going to fill us in all this cool stuff. I have like a, a thousand uh, questions. Of course, I have like this gigantic like novel on alien abductions. So, Excellent. you know, yeah, I you actually know, I, I wrote I wrote an article for the um, the, you know, the magazine. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. For the magazine about alien abduction, and so I've done a little bit of research into it. So, um, and yet it still makes me lay awake at night. And Jim is out driving up to Tacoma, so hopefully he won't be too late. Or you know, yeah, I'll That's be alone it. in the house, and the aliens can come take mm-hmm. me. You see, start seeing bright lights in your front windows, or you need to run and hide. Cheryl, did you find that EVP? Or I did. Called. I found it. Oh, oh I, I go ahead. Go ahead, play it. Here we go. You know what this box is called? <laughs> <laughs> Look at Karen's face. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? it? So tell me, tell me this. 
First of okay. all, it sounded like an adolescent. Were you okay. using a Were you using a ghost box or something? I'm using what they call Echo Vox, which is new, and it's okay. very very cool. And I put it on random spin, three second delay. Uh, I, I bring down the speed. Um, and I, I just play it then through a recorder, which then goes through a speaker. So I was just sitting here and I said, you know, hey. Does it make any noise of it? Does the Echo Box make any noise of its own? No, it's actually in it through a tablet on airplane mode, so there's nothing coming in. Okay. There are four separate channels that have, like, you know, phononic, uh, phononic, wow, you know, like little bits and pieces of sound and speech, but then yeah. it, it spins around and kicks through all of them at, like, you know, super fast, you know, so yeah. it's like for it to draw off of that and come out flowing like that is, is just really cool when you get it. So um, It sounds yes. like a teenage boy. Yeah, it was really interesting because I was like, because um, I didn't get a lot today you know i was like you know this and that and this and that and i'm like come on you know so i'm like can you tell me what the box is called and they said it can you play it one more time cheryl do you know what this box is called i mean that's as clear as you can get and i was like my mouth fell open i'm like are you kidding me oh my god so then i went and put on the wave pad and i just um you know, did a, just a cleanup just to make it so it's more clear to hear, you know, but I didn't really mess with it at all. That's how loud it came through. And I was like, have that you sent so that cool. to Jason yet? No, I haven't. So I have oh. to, I have to send it to him, but no, I, and that's just the beginning. Cause I just did it during the day for about 20 minutes. So, you know, Hey, you know, we'll see what happens. So, but, uh, I think we should move it along, you know, because, uh, we're, we're on a time crunch. So Cheryl, do you know what time it is? When the world gets weird and things don't make any sense, it's news of the strange and the odd. Okay, so first I got I got a story here, okay? This is the title. Woman has 1,000 near-death experiences. Okay, this is kind of crazy. Beverly Gilmore believes that she is the only person in Britain to be receiving medical treatment for chronic near-death experiences. The mother, too, said the supernatural, supernatural happenings began in 1987. Since then, 49-year-old claims they have around, she has around like three experiences every month. Um, I, I have an out-of-body experience and my heart stops. Most people who go through NDE have them on operating tables or in a moment of trauma like a car accident. Most only have one experience in a lifetime. But I have had three a month since 1987. I was terrified at first, and a friend suggested it was near-death experience. Uh, Ms. Gilmore is still the director of a graphic design company, but is now registered as disabled. Her two sons, 27-year-old Oliver and 30-year-old Wesley, look after her. I have an out-of-body experience, and my heart stops. She says, I suffer from headaches, and, and um, she's on medication. Uh, she goes, I go into a trance-like state while I'm lying down. I feel I move over to the afterlife. I can see my own body, hear everything that's going on around me. It's not painful, but when I come around, I feel sore and stiff, and my head burns. I have no concept of time and have no idea how long it takes. It can be so exhausting. I am bedridden for up to four days afterwards. I have had to adjust my life around it. So what do you think about that? Um, <laughs> I can't say on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You'll have to read in the Skype chat window. <laughs> that's, that, I think that's just crazy. I'm like, say what? Yeah. Like really, and and I, I don't know, understand is how do you get like how do you have proof to say okay you're disabled because this happens? I mean, it could just be some other ailment, not just near. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess if her heart stopping. You well, know, but... you know, actually, okay. So all all joking aside of what I said in, in chat or in the so, you know in the Skype window, it sounds so. to me like she's got some form of epilepsy. 
yeah, or some type uh, yeah, of a seizure disorder. Right, exactly. And she's filtering it through her, her desire or her belief system. And that's how she, but, but I'm sure it, she's getting disability because she has a seizure disorder. That would, yes. that would be my, mm-hmm. my best guess. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. So what I did next, instead of doing like just another story, I wanted to go over, you know, we, we've had this thing with Slenderman. Okay. And, 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 unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately people taking it to the point of we're stabbing people and stuff. And that's just crazy to me. Okay. Yeah. So I looked into internet urban legends. Of of now, you know what I mean, compared to what we had like in the old days, like Bloody Mary and such. Yeah. Um, so here's the, here's five of the most violent and downright odd internet urban legends that I, that I found. Okay. All right. First one's called the Rake, a humanoid creature that stalks and attacks people similar to Slenderman. The Rake is about six feet tall, but usually crouches and walks on all fours. It's creepily pale with a blank face, no nose or mouth. It has two large human eyes and is usually seen in suburban areas lurking. So that one I found really, I found that really mm. weird. It's like, okay, uh, things on, on all fours with no face running around. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the next one is called, this one's kind of weird. It's called Holder of the End. Um, the Holder is a series of stories about a quest to obtain 538 magical items that brings on the world's end. The entire chain of events goes into really violent depth, full of death and destruction. So we're hoping you got the picture on that one. So. It's just this thing that just keeps perpetuating and stuff like that. So I'm not really sure about that one because there's another one like that in here too, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, okay. So I don't know if you've heard about this one, but my daughter's told me about this one. She says, you should write about this for the magazine. I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. But it's called Jeff the Killer. I don't know, have you heard of that one at all? Jeff? Yeah. Jeff the Killer. No. Okay. The story is about a boy who was bullied and burned by his abusers to match the image, which you see his face is all like burnt and everything. After he got out of the hospital due to being lit on fire, he murdered his entire family and began stalking the innocent. He's known to hide in the bedrooms of his prey, killing them right before they go to sleep. So I'm like, and, and it's like, really, it's like, what? Because he got burned, why is he going after innocent people? You know what I mean? What's the, what's the catch there? You know, I understand he's bullied. So you think if he was bullied, he wouldn't go after innocent people because now he's doing the bullying, right? And the killing yeah. and, the sla- and all that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think slaughtering is a little farther than bullying, but you know, that's just my, that's just my perception on it. All right. Uh, there's one called Web Drive Torso. Okay. This one is, um, there is a YouTube channel that hosts a series of videos featuring a red and blue rectangle and random arrangements with creepy electronic tones. Since its creation, the channel has attracted online attention due to its mysterious nature. As of May 2014, more than 77,000 videos have been out- uploaded. And the odd thing is no one knows who's doing it. Like nobody knows who this website's connected to, but yet it just keeps going and going and going. You like that, huh? Well, I mean, that one at least makes a little bit of sense. It's some troll who's got too much time on their hands. And <laughs> I mean, you know, the, so that one, that one's not really creepy. That so, one is just, so yeah. you finally speak up and it's the trolls. Okay. <laughs> well, no, the, you know, so as you were talking, yes. what I was thinking, so urban legends are essentially a reflection of our greatest hopes and fears as a society. Okay. And in light of those that you just told me, 
Oof, we're even worse off than we than I thought. I know it's like the new generation, oh. man. It's like you know we what we have, have we done to our children? <laughs> we had like Bloody Mary, the hooked handed guy, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So well, now we had funny. We had funny ones too, like the you know the thieves who who robbed somebody's homes and took a picture of or took videos of themselves and. The, the toothbrushes up their butts, you know. Oh my god, I like, forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, so I mean, we had, we had, so, wow, these are those are intense. <laughs> I just got that visual. Let's take a picture of a toothbrush up my butt. Here we go. Woohoo! Yeah, just but kidding. they've been using the the toothbrushes the whole time. That's yeah. that's the that's the payoff for that that's one. Gross part. So, mm-hmm. um, so are you ready to talk to this lady tonight? Now, um, I mean, I'm, I mean, I have like. Okay, so alien abductions, I kind of have the gist of that. I've heard about a million times, you know. So I'm try- I was trying to, I'm trying to, you know, follow this in kind of the same pattern, but a little bit different. So I looked a little bit farther into it, and I and it's kind of funny because it kind of connects to that other lady we had on the show, yeah. Where you know we're talking about chucking cows out the ships and the stuff. The ancient like that. aliens, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I, it'll be interesting to to see like if there's correlations between what she said and what uh laurie says um yeah. you know because uh i understand hypnotherapy that's where you just regress someone to you yeah know, to go to sleep and yeah yeah hypnosis and then they, you just start spilling your guts and stuff like that right or they can make you cluck like a chicken too can't they probably you actually hypnotherapy can't make you do anything that you don't want to do you still have control really you're just in yes you're just in a highly suggestible state I didn't know that. I thought that, you know, mm-hmm. like if they, if they, you know, they said, Hey, Chuck, go and jump off that roof. No. I only, if you're only, if you're down with it, I mean, they can't make you do anything that you, you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Well, Most yeah, hypnotherapists I, will tell you that. Okay. You can ask, well, yeah. I guess. I'm not, I'm not down with jumping off a roof. So, no. I don't think that would, so but as you were talking, I kind of got yes. the giggles because I just had a flashback of a memory from when I was in college. Well, all right. Sure. All right, because we have a few minutes. So yes. I was I was working at a water slide park when I was in college. I would work there in the summers as a lifeguard. Uh, you know, not a bad gig if you can get it. Had a great tan, you know, things like that. Got to wear my bikini, flirt with the dudes, you know, <laughs> so it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had an EMT, no, two EMTs there because you had to have emergency personnel on site. Okay. So we had two EMTs there that were kind of older than us because we were all high school and college kids. Right. Um, and, and the EMTs were probably in their early 20s. I mean, you know, we would think they were kids now, but at the time we thought they were so old. <laughs> so I was I was um one day working down in the splash pool supervising the little children, making sure none of them drowned. And one of the EMTs, actually no, both of them came up. The guy's name was Carmen and I don't remember her name. They both came up and they started talking to me and they said, "We just want you to know that you're an alien contact." And I said, "What the hell is that?" What the hell is that? (laughs) And they said, well, when the aliens want to get in contact with someone on Earth, it's you. And I said, why would you even think that? And they said, well, because they've been caught. We're alien contacts and we recognize each other and we feel a special connection to you. (laughs) So you must be an alien contact, too. These were the two weirdest people. 
Oh my lord! I mean, and I have, and you know, I forgot about it all these years because it was just so far beyond the realm of anything that I'd ever experienced. I have nothing that would indicate that there was anything like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, where'd they get the idea that you're you weren't like green or something, sir, or gray or whatever? So you're like, how would you like what? Okay, that's kind of weird, you know. Someone walks up and just goes, "Hey, I think you're a alien abductee too, just like me." Ah, uh, yeah. So nice How do you, you. Why would you even walk up to? You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they were a couple and they were trying to get in my pants. Maybe they really believed their <laughs> stuff. But they stood there and talked to me about it for like twenty, thirty minutes, and I'm. It was just the to me, my you know, nineteen year old self, just yeah, right. the most bizarre. Man, I never thought about that. Like when I was a young guy, I could have walked up to like some hot chick in a bikini and go, you know what? I feel I'm an alien abductee and so are you. <laughs> we are connecting, baby. We are, we are connected. connected. And that's uh-huh. what they told me. We feel connected to you. That's we right. feel a special and, connection to And I never shared more than like, you know, you know, unless there was like an emergency or something, I hadn't shared more than a couple words with these these people. <laughs> And so I don't know, was it their, was it their swinger pickup line? Were they serious? But you know, it's not me because I would, there's nothing in my life. Did you like say something to just go, uh, that's nice. Or I mean, I I think I humored them and just like, okay, well, cool. Thanks for letting me know. And why do you think this? And tell me about your experiences. And then I walked away and, you know, went home and, Promptly forgot about it. <laughs> I, I like that. Hey, that's really cool. Okay, tell me a little about it. And then, okay, I'm going to go. And okay, you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to stay there for a few more hours because, you know, couldn't abandon yeah. the kids. Didn't want them oh, to drown. Yeah, run away. Just leave the poor kids with the alien abductee kooky people. Not that I'm saying that people that are alien abductee. No, and, and they may people, not but, have been. I, I feel right. like I'm being really condescending as I'm telling this story, and that's not my intention, but yeah. you have to put yourself in the frame of a 19-year-old college girl going into her sophomore yeah. year in right. college. Yeah. I mean, you know, and... <laughs> yeah, because you're like, what? You know what I mean? What? I mean, you're not thinking about parties and stuff like that. You're not yeah, thinking about... Yeah, I'm thinking about how yeah. my hair looks and if I'm getting mm-hmm. a tan and should I step <laughs> out of the pool in case the top of my feet get burned, you know? Not about aliens? Really? No, I was thinking about, you know, whether the little kids were going to drown and how cute they were and how what a pain in the ass their parents were and all of that stuff. Not that, and, well, you're an alien contact. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm right glad, then and i'm glad you separated that, t- that sentence there too like oh the kids are so cute as they're drowning look at that so cute oh. bubbles. <laughs> no i'm not that urban legend no, 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 I, no. I i was a, i was a good lifeguard i was you know it was a good summer job it it uh, back in those days you could pay with college pay for college with a summer job Mm-mm. yeah yeah that's so wild. yeah well, pay for like- college but I like urban legends. They're kind of cool. Like our, you know, the ours was Bloody Mary was like the biggest one. I remember mm-hmm. we were at parties, you know, dare the person to go into the bathroom and turn the light off and say it three times, and then, mm-hmm. well, they'd come out screaming because they freaked themselves out and whatever. So you know. Well, and I think the hook hand was a pretty big one too. If oh I yeah, recall. yeah, the hook yeah. hand. Yeah, and there was oh, like and the the uh, two fingers. What the, the light is a feather. Um, that oh, wasn't an urban gosh. legend. That was a trick. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Stiff yeah. light as a feather, stiff as a board. Stiff as a board. Exactly. Yeah, Thank you, you Cheryl. Fingers and then they just like levitate up. Yeah, yeah. I off. actually asked Lloyd Auerbach about that and he's like, That's totally a trick. You can you can do it. We oh Cheryl said it never worked. It worked for us every time. I must have had super strong fingers, sister. Yeah, but I, I can't do the stiff as a board anymore. I can't do that trick. No, anymore. I could <laughs> Viagra, baby. Cialis. 
But anyways, you know, no, I remember that. Now you said that we used to do that at parties, and I'm like, uh-huh. wow, you just brought back some really crazy memories of trying to. Did it? I don't remember if it worked or not. Yeah, was, it used to work for us. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. We used to do it at camp. How do you think that works? I mean, what? Why would? Well, it has to do with um, that. You're you're a lot more strong when you have that many people distributing the weight over two fingers okay. or four fingers each. It's just it's it's just physics. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, well, now it's just kind of dispelled the myth and all, but, you know. Oh, no, I know, but it was so cool when we were kids. Oh and we God. used to do, like, seances, you know, where we'd sit in the closet yeah. and hold hands and, yes. like, try to, try to contact George Washington <laughs> or something. It was never, you know. Yeah, no, never anything. Let's just contact George and see, see what's going on with the cherry tree. Yeah, to see what yeah. that, I think that's a lie, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell my daughter about that, and they can try it at their, their next party and see if it works. The light is a feather, stiff as a Yeah, board. I'm going to do it that. Does. I'm going to share it mm-hmm. with her. Oh, my God. I, that's so crazy. Well, yeah, we, for... used to, we used to do it all the time. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. Time awesome. for a break. Is it? Already? Yeah, we're coming back. We're going to be talking with people who actually have real stories about alien contactees and alien abductions, not cool. just drunken college stories. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We will be right back. Hey, everyone, it's me, Chucky G, and I'm here with Karen Frazier. We'd like to invite you to join us on Hazy Radio every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific, 10 to midnight Eastern for Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G. We'll be exploring the paranormal and featuring the latest in spiritual and metaphysical topics, as well as interviewing intriguing guests. So please join us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours of exciting paranormal radio on hazyradio.com. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier from Paranormal Underground Radio. I'm here to tell you about my latest book, Pioneer Spirits, Investigating the Haunted Lewis County Historical Museum. In the book, I got together with Patty Valdez, South Sound Paranormal Research. SSPR has actually interacted with the ghosts at the Lewis County Historical Museum for more than seven years, and the experiences that I've had there as a volunteer and paranormal investigator have been significant. So I'm excited to share the story of the ghosts there with you. I hope you'll pick up a copy of Pioneer Spirits so that you, too, can know what it's like to encounter one of Washington State's most active haunts. This book is available on Amazon.com, or you can visit my website at authorkarenfraser.com. Are you looking for a show that puts the paranormal in a different light? A show that shoots straight from the hip? A show where the knowledge of paranormal is number one? Then join Rick Hale, former co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, for his new show, Common Sense Paranormal, where paranormal straight talk is what it's all about. Every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, right here on the Hazy Radio Network. While cutting molding with a 12-inch dual compound miter saw, while holding a newborn baby in your arms, when face-to-face with a congregation of alligators, with the ball in your hands and the entire freaking season on the line. There are a million places you'd never consider texting. So why would you do it while driving? NASCAR driver Casey Kane here, asking you to please stop the text. And together, we can stop the wrecks. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get the message at stoptextstoprex.org.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Okay, we are back. This is Hazy Radio. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with me, Chucky G, and Karen Frazier. The songs you just were listening to, the one at the very beginning of the show was Falcon Down, High Velocity. The one you just heard now, which was awesome, is Kiss is Kill, which uh, the song's name is Moving. But now it is time to move on to our special guest this evening, uh, Miss Lori McDonald. Evening, Miss McDonald. How are you? Very well. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for coming. Um, we have about a zillion questions. So, and hopefully, I'm hoping that tonight we we actually make Karen not sleep. So that's what I'm. <laughs> well, if our conversation <laughs> at the break was any indication of uh, how how we're going to chat tonight, I we're going to do just fine. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, okay. So to start off, why don't you just give us a little background of yourself, and then we'll just take it from there and start hitting all the millions of questions. How's that? Sure. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist at True Hypnotherapy in Sacramento. I'm on the mental health referral list for organizations like MUFON and OPIS, which is a paranormal research society, as well as FREE, uh, which is a newer organization that is uh, the foundation for research into extraterrestrial encounters. And they're quite fascinating some pretty large names there and they're gathering information worldwide and then compiling it to determine exactly what the experiences are and and what they might mean to humanity. So did you like, I mean, so were you like helping people just in general doing hypnotherapy therapy and such before we got into the alien side of things? Or is it something you just went right, right into that? You know, it's actually a pretty interesting story. I, had finished, I became a master uh, hypnotist, and then I moved to uh, the Santa Fe area and went to uh, the Institute of Hypnotherapy there, became a clinical hypnotherapist, and then I had to pass what's called the ACHE, it's the American Council exam. Now, to regress somebody in front of five panelists, they're judging me to make sure that I can you know, really alter somebody's consciousness and move them into the subconscious or superconscious mind and bring them back up okay. And so anyway, I bring the guy down and he's going on like a journey to find some lost creativity. He felt that he was being hampered in some area and we were going to go find out why. And then all of a sudden, he just moves into this other story and started to say, oh, I'm camping, and I'm with my brother, and we're watching the spaceship land, and he then described entities, and he was just about to say something, and about a softball size of, like, energy, light, appeared above his head and zipped down to the end of his feet, and... I looked over my shoulder at the judges and three of which were kind of like jaw drops staring at me um, and indicating for me to continue because I stopped talking mid-sentence and left them hanging. And they had seen it as well that in 
next thing you know, he were back on the creativity journey and he had no recollection when I tried to ask him about the spaceship and what the entities looked like that were approaching him. He didn't remember. Didn't remember talking about it. And so I was hooked. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'd be like hooked too. Be like, say, what? You know, you're thinking you're going to go and talk about, you know. um, Yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm going to talk and regress and talk about my mom's good cooking and stuff. And all of a sudden we're like, bam, we're in alien world. What the heck? So, um, you, uh, so I, I'm, I'm assuming that if it was me, I'd be like kind of my jaw would be dropping too, going, what the heck just happened? So then how did you like, uh, so first of all, how did the, the test end for you with the judges with all that? Uh, I, I did pass. Um, I'm glad that to, they were able to witness that, which was a paranormal event because they said that that never happened before during an exam. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> but but what was fascinating was that the subject's mind um, or memory was suppressed to the point of him thinking that he had forgotten, and it was like whatever did it was whatever form of energy we saw float over him and down his body. So you know, it made me quest. <laughs> I, I, I can't understand why that would do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you like, I mean, before this happened, had you ever, I mean, have you ever thought about aliens and that kind of stuff? Or was this like something all like all new territory? Well, no, I had, um, I actually had thought of them and I was curious and had a, a natural instinct as a very young child. I, might sound like this is here's the scary part as a very young child i created a grid on my bedroom window with tape and string and dots like magic markers so i could uh, chart planets moving through certain constellations so that i understood the sky as it moved and uh, i did that when i i mean i was like nine and, and ten years old and so i was already fascinated and at that time i'll admit to sensing or perceiving um, an intelligence, or, or sometimes felt when I'd go outside that um, there was a bit of more than just a connectedness, but mm-hmm. I sensed an intelligence. <laughs> I was just yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it almost, it, it, to me, it sounds like then that this was your life's path. Uh, you just didn't know you were on it for a few years. Oh, yes, you have no idea. <laughs> No, that's in fact that's true. I'm 51 right now, and um, just reconnected with my mother last year. It's been almost a year, and uh, she had separated from me shortly after my birth. I think around two years old. I, I don't really recall, but um, what happened to her was she had a series of alien abduction experiences. Uh, the entities that we would consider perhaps the greys and they had visited her for the whole nine months of the pregnancy well my mom finds herself in Europe um, in the former uh, Yugoslavia while it was being bombed and was afraid that she was going to die and decided that she wanted to connect with me and write me to let me know the story of my birth and Uh, She writes this whole letter, which I didn't receive, and then she gets back to Canada and uh, sees me on a TV show talking about uh, UFOs, 
And she contacted me and said for a whole nine months that she was pregnant with me. She, they visited her and they really scared her. And she tried to tell people and people thought she was crazy. And then when I wouldn't breastfeed or drink, um, milk uh, from cow or goat or uh, different formulas, you know, she, she had sort of a break with me. And so I think that there's a real connection there as far as life path goes, because nobody knew this story. Um, she didn't tell anybody until just last year. And she called and I called my husband over and put him on her on speakerphone and, allowed him to let her begin by it all ended in September of 1963 when she was led through our apple orchard. She felt like a strange distortion of time. And as she moved through the orchard, she saw a spacecraft hovering where they would generally turn the tractors around. And then she was on it. And then through a series of exams, they kept telling her again not to be afraid, that they were just interested in the baby. And then she awoke uh, near the door, my, you know, calling out for help. She said, my dad didn't hear, which he should have woke up. Um, and the, my siblings should have woke up. But they were in a very deep sleep. And the neighbor did hear her, and he took her to the hospital. And she was actually bleeding um, vaginally and from the nose and uh, when she calmed down a uh, day and a half later she gave birth to me because <laughs> this is what she told me I'm like oh my god yeah guess what I do for a living well she knew already <laughs> <laughs> wow so have with your mom's experiences have you personally had your own experiences then or have you been regressed to find out if you've had your own experiences um Back in the summer of 93 and 94, I was quite a little amateur ufologist, and uh, we had some fantastic equipment, and I owned a boogie van. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so we, you know, two and two together, right? So off we went, and uh, we had star maps and police scanners and um, infrared video cameras and astro binoculars and we would go in the daytime to a place where we would want to be and mark our horizon line and then go back at night. And we would capture definitely some strange craft that we could rule out from military and uh, civilian aircraft or crop dusters or helicopters or anything. And, you know, we were left simply with the unknown. And so I was really very intrigued. But because of that, I did start to have some experiences. Um, I would see like what's a, looked like an orange orb, like, and it followed me. It seemed to be observing um, what I was doing. And we started to see other craft, and sometimes it felt uh, very uh, joyful, and sometimes it really felt dark, like whatever we were whatever territory we were moving in on at the time, we were very unwelcome in, in some cases. But, um, yes, I did have an experience that I would put in the category of extremely negative since uh, the entities that were involved were the greys, seemingly the same ones that my mother had an uh, incidence with. And it is generational. And um, 
But with me, I didn't feel that sense of being controlled. And I didn't feel like when they tried to keep that state of paralysis or that hypnoglonic state where you're in between two consciousnesses where you can't move anything in your body, um, that didn't work on me. I was able to to not be paralyzed anymore and literally become completely conscious and lucid and able to fight mm-hmm. and kick, which is not, you don't hear that very often. And I can tell you, I've heard hundreds, possibly thousands of uh, stories since I do run the a Sacramento alien abduction and contactee support group and um, on call with different uh encounters and evidence people forward to me constantly so i i've heard so many of the stories and yeah they're i'm really getting to the point where i think that this is after 20 some years now i've come to the conclusion that it's not maybe the craft that we saw or whether it was cigar shape or saucer shaped or which type of entity we saw, even which realm it may possibly come from. But the fact that our reality has broadened to the point where it's adjusted to encompass or now believe in the seen and unseen, and therefore we have an opportunity to expand our consciousness and perhaps have some real growth in our evolution in humanity that's ultimately what i think we should take from this i mean if we always get too externalized on the evidence we can go around and around and around you know looking for evidence trying to prove it doesn't matter if we can prove it or not if it's our experience or our reality then our specific reality has changed and and those are the aspects of consciousness that are affected that i i find intriguing at this point now, of course, there are people who fall under the abduction category and they suffer from post-abduction stress disorder and they receive treatment for that. And mm-hmm. I hopefully give them back their personal power so they can self-actualize and live the life that they choose to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I found interesting that like you were talking about how your mom... It was like 1963, the year and stuff. Uh, that yeah. was very interesting because um, I know in like 1961, there was Betty and Barney Hill, which was the first kind of widespread case of alien abduction that uh, then kind of in turn moved forward the uh, the idea of grays and such like that. Um, and then the, uh, Bud Hopkins, who was a hypnotherapist, uh, started uh, using hypnosis in the 70s to uh, try to understand people that were having these um, I, I don't want to say issues, you know, or things that were happening to them. Uh, which then, yeah, right. So then by the 80s, they had collected at least 300 alleged abductee um, cases, and then they kind of just moved forward from there to where now it's like, like you say, it's much more mainstream and accepted, sort of just like the paranormal field is where I do uh, spirits and such. It's much more, uh, a much more open society as far as the thought process uh uh, you know, that's got, that got to do with that. So, um, my, I guess a, a question I have is, as far as like the going about, um, doing the, uh, with the, you know, to, working with the abductees, um, is it still the same kind of, uh, down the list kind of thing? Like, you know, capture, examine and procedure, conference, tour, uh, return, aftermath, that kind of thing. It, it, are they all varied now or is there a lot of similarities still? Huge changes. 
Um, in the 90s, it was a lot of the Grays and the Zetas, and we do still see that, don't get me wrong. Uh, but um, it's changing into more psychological testing. Um, I hear a lot of more reptile cases mm-hmm. in Mantis. In fact, uh, right now, there's so many different entities that people seem to be having experiences with that I, I am trying to figure out just exactly, you know, before it was easy, they said, you know, look like this, it sounded like an alien, we said alien. But now the descriptions that uh, people report to me are are everything from just completely energy outlined silhouettes to only seeing eyes to feeling um, the skin of uh, the entity being thick, like an elephant, and it's just a variety of descriptions. In fact, in the group that I run, uh, we have a young and upcoming artist, and uh, she's an extraterrestrial artist who'll work like a police drawing artist, and she takes a description from the person, and she'll draw it so that they can have something to see if it to match to what they have in their memory. That's how much they've changed. But um, when it comes to straight-up abductions, you still have your five main categories of abductors, and that would be the greys, the tall greys, the reptiles, the mantis, and I know people aren't going to like this, but uh, the Pleiadians are abductors as well. Not exactly what people seem to think. They have a lot of drones or clones, and um, they abduct for their own reasons. It may not be as brutal, and they may be a slightly more apologetic. Uh, however, the word by nature is against one's will, and so therefore it should be considered a crime against humanity. So when um, people have this abduction experience, does it always take hypnosis for them to remember it? Are there people who just remember? My mother has a total recollection uh, without, without the aid of hypnosis, and a lot of people do. But when they do have the aid of hypnosis, and we can relax both the mind and body. Uh, they are able to remember more specific details, and we can sort of amp up particular senses, for instance, um, what the entity might smell like, uh, because they do have specific aromas. And so to get that, that's also, you know, in hypnosis, we're, we want to determine which entity they're dealing with. So. I want to so that I can better help them understand their situation. And so though there's, though that would be one of the questions, you know, I might ask, you know, can you smell them? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and then I have a series of set smells that are recorded that we go by. It's a, a compiled list that would indicate, yes, that would, you know, fall into that. Not everybody who comes to get hypnotized be- because they think they've been abducted, has been abducted. Some people are mistaken and just had a very bad, lucid dream. Hmm. Um, You know what? Let's take a break right now since we just came to a good stopping point. And um, can you stick around for another 45 minutes after the break, Lori? Absolutely. 
fascinating conversation. All right, everybody, you're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G here on the Hazy Radio Network. We will be right back. You are a waste, a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at Paranormal UG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. Babies, you got to just roll with that flow. Yeah, right into the great daylight as the sun arises right there in your heart. Starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time and running right into high noon, you've got the Coyote Medicine Show in the mornings with your host, Grandpa Peter Coyote, helping you take flight right into the heart, baby. That's right. you got to know. you got to get in the flow. The Coyote Medicine Show, only on the Hazy Radio Network. Hazy Radio listeners, do you like animated movies and TV shows? Do you ever wonder just what goes into making the magic that appears on your screen? Join Doug Engler and Brandon Ahrens every Sunday night for Animazing Radio. Animazing will feature everything in the animation arena, from voice actors and actresses to illustrators, producers, and more. Only on Animazing Radio will you find the very best in animation from around the world. Catch Animazing Radio every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Hazy Radio Network.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. That is correct. This is the Hazy Radio Network. You are listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. I'm your host, Chucky G, along with my beautiful co-host, Karen Frazier, and our lovely guest, Laurie McDonald. So I have a question. We were talking at break. Okay, so let's let's just get right into alien hybrids and all this kind of stuff because we got to go there, okay? Because he so, wants me um, to not sleep tonight because he likes to phone call at 2 a.m. So wait, so I was reading about alien abductions. I do my homework, and... It always seems that at least this is what I've read. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you know sometimes I am wrong. So, um, so I'm reading that normally with any kind of alien abduction, at some point they bring out a child to show the person being abducted, um, and then the child is never human or alien, but kind of a mixture of the two. Is there any truth to this? Do you do you hear this a lot? And can we expand upon this as well? It's not uncommon for me to encounter multiple stories of women who say that they've been abducted um, and then they find out that they're pregnant. They go to their doctor. Their doctor confirms the pregnancy. They've not been involved in any relationship. So they schedule a, a termination of the pregnancy they get there only to discover that the pregnancy is already gone. So then months later, they're, they're abducted again, and they feel that they're brought into something somewhat like a nursery. And the walls, they say, first there's like a white room, almost like a decontamination room. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's like a nursery, not in any sense that we would think all fuzzy and sweet, only in the fact that uh, they would have like a single chair and the woman and then an entity would bring a baby into and put it into the arms of the mother. And they would receive images um, to nurture the child. Most women at first are repelled and are disgusted. But I'll tell you, um, I've worked with people for years and it comes to a point where Okay, they're taking the children, then they're allowing them to have some type of interaction with them. Now the earth mother feels love mm-hmm. or, or at least maternal instincts and they want their babies back. There's a responsibility here. They're half human. They're half our kids. And, but then there's theories that these children for the longest time weren't living past the age of 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and that they weren't able to, there were some issues with the lungs and they weren't able to breathe correctly. And so they couldn't integrate into society. But then now I'm hearing recently, I'm working with some women and the entities that are being placed into their hands are just not like anything I've ever heard before. I mean, the physical description is not like a hybrid, like we would think, you mm-hmm. know, small humanoid it's not like that um the skin tone and colors are kind of out there Mm -hmm. and it's they feel like they're she said she felt like she was part of an experiment which Mm -hmm. she most likely is and there are some theories as to why they're creating these hybrids Mm -hmm. why would a species create a hybrid 
I mean, if they're so advanced that they can do all these genetic testings and splicings and why not just, you know, amp up their own DNA or are they so um, cloned, they're like a right. photocopied paper that, that they've done it so many times that they're just a week in the DNA department and you can barely read it now. Perhaps it's something like that, but mm-hmm. or the fact that we're human. And hue is an ancient word to measure light. We still use it today. Man is short for manifestation. A human is a light-embodied entity. We're eternal. It's been said that the grays and uh, the grays, like uh, tall grays and reptiles and mantis, mm-hmm. they only have a lifespan of about eight or 900 years, sometimes a 1,000. Then they die. Then they're dead. They, they don't have that eternal so they're looking for a soul? I Okay, you can say soul, and I have. and um, Or you could say, uh, yeah, an eternal consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a soul. It is. It's a soul mind or soul consciousness, whatever. I think the root there is soul is the right word. Yeah. Well, we got some we got some questions from the listeners. Um, I want to get to it's kind of like getting off the beaten path a little bit here. What we're talking about, but st- uh, still from what we were talking about earlier, um, like Bob, for instance, is asking an abductee I talked with from Nashville area says she remembered humans helping the aliens during her abduction. Do you think humans are part of the abduction event? Yeah, I hear that all the time. Uh, people see both human and. Uh, multiple extraterrestrials in the room and uh then there's my lab abductions and that would be a human being who's had a very serious uh, abduction and she recalls it maybe goes to help for help to someone like me then she's abducted by the military and they basically do some type of psychological testing to find out exactly what she knew about the ETs that initially abducted her. So it's a double abduction. There's some very famous um, my lab abductees, and I'd say that's pretty terrifying. Wow. Yeah, yeah no, so is that no, like, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Karen. Go ahead. I was going to say, so is that like the men in black, you know, the, the when it's the <laughs> abduction from the government? Yeah, I don't think men in black abduct, uh, though, and um we're not entirely sure they're even human. Uh, there is a lot of talk that they're actually a tall white, uh, very much like the ones uh, Charles Hall described being on the Indian Springs Reservation. And uh, they work just kind of like the movie MIB, but they work um, like that, but they are actually uh, an extraterrestrial, one that's already integrated. And just... Side note, the tall whites that Charles Hall talks about, who says there are families of them that live on the barracks, they have children, and so on and so forth. They become luminescent in the evening. Uh, They are not in alliance with the grays, the tall grays, the short blues, or the uh, reptoids in any sense. In fact, it's said that they detest each other. So as far as alignments go, they're not on the same team. Wow. Now, there was another question from, was it Art Mills? He says, uh, part of my seizures slash migraines, I always get phantom smells. Usually I smell dog vomit when I see a bunch of auras for the next hour or so. Is this the same thing? No, I mean, that's certainly a medical condition, and migraines are associated with auditory hallucinations and smells, and what happens is 
the senses get mixed up and that's completely different. Okay. Okay. And then we have one more too. Hang on. Let me find it. Crystal says, does Lori ever work with anyone who voluntarily went with them instead of being taken against their will? Yeah, all the time. Uh, that's a separate, like I've created five different categories of abductees and contactees. And there are the ones that feel very agenda oriented and they feel that they have a mission in that they go and they interact with these extraterrestrials reporting to them um, on mankind's development and earth and so forth. And in fact, there is a very famous contactee by the name of Wes Bateman. And he used to receive all of this extraterrestrial information as contactees do telepathically. He was silenced for decades. He finally comes out and tells his friend, Gene Roddenberry, all of his experiences and his friend Gene Roddenberry later turns them into the very famous TV show Star Trek. No way. Oh my God. You can Google that. That's Wes Bateman. You just you just tweaked Chuck <laughs> Geekbone. Oh my god. Look at that face. Okay, now if the if if aliens were the red shirts, did they die right away? Like you know, Star Trek. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> okay, I'll just you check haven't, it you out. haven't researched that. You haven't found that data yet. I think we need to look into that. So that's not something right so now. That, that but anyways, more <laughs> okay. So all right. So I have. Uh, I want to. I want to move back to the alien hybrid human thing just for a second here, and then I have. I have something else I want to ask. Hopefully, before we run out of time. But okay, so. You know how you say that they, they come and they take the babies away before the woman gets to, you know, have yeah. them as children. So are, are there are there any... Okay, well, is there any time where, say, the pregnancy goes all the way through and, say, they are here with us as as kind of intermixed with our society? Are they all, all taken away or do some stay? Yes, uh, there's a woman by the name of Maria Malagros from South America, and uh, her mom believes that her daughter is a hybrid, and she's taken her daughter to the doctor, and in fact, Maria's blood DNA is so unusual that scientists are looking at it, and the mother says that absolutely she's had uh, uh, sexual relations with an extraterrestrial and that her daughter Maria is the result of of that. Uh, there are plenty of people who claim to be hybrids or have hybrid children. In fact, I, I've met some. So You've wait, met some now, of the hybrid children. So how are they different from like, you know, non-hybrid children? They're supposed to be smarter, have a higher IQ, and they're supposed to have telepathic abilities. Um, they should be, they're supposed to be very good at both sending and receiving. Um, however, they lack, uh, social skill and could be, re they could fall under the category. I mean, as far as behavioral goes to children that appear autistic. I was just going to say they sound oh like people God, with yes. Asperger's. My husband and my stepson both have Asperger's, and you just described both of them. Yeah, well, Asperger's is one of the ones uh, of high-functioning autism that uh, people say are possibly hybrids. Now, just this is only theory, 
but absolutely, that would be the uh, behavioral traits. Okay, well, because I'm wondering, because I have a guy I work with, his name is Mac, and he has <laughs> Asperger's. I'm going to go ask him tomorrow. Excuse me, are you an alien by chance? Ask I'm an alien him. hybrid. Ask him, if he, ask him if how he feels about our current laws of physics. Okay, I will. Oh, my I'm husband gonna... totally hates him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do they know? That's <laughs> gives you some amazing answer. And wait, is that after he, yeah. Is that after wait, is that after he's inebriated that he doesn't like the laws of physics and the, the gravity and all that or So or do they do they know though that they're hybrids? Uh, some people actually believe they do know that they're hybrids and then there's a, a an agenda secret program where they say that there are hybrids waiting to be woken up to uh, be placed into some sort of action into society. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of theories out there as far as the hybrids go, but it's a serious topic because it's the only logical step to take after the harvesting of genetics and the creating of these babies, what to do with them. The ones that are taking, you know, where are they going to go? There's a school teacher who claims that she was brought not to nurture the children, but to teach them how to integrate into society properly, how to use the right uh, knife and fork, and even how to carry the cafeteria tray. So um, they lack uh, certain social skills. I mean, and, and who better to teach the teenagers, the hybrid teenagers, how to act like a teenager than a high school teacher? Mm-hmm. That's just... I'm just freaking out about because now I wrote your note, so I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ask this guy tomorrow. Mind blown. <laughs> what, right, so, what do I look out for if he says like I don't like it or something? I should run, or what should I do? No. <laughs> uh, if, if he comes up with um, a, a wonderful mathematical equation for scalar waves and starts to explain exactly how people communicate okay. telepathically. If he has some answers or insight into that, then there's a good chance he may be. But oh, you are like totally <laughs> describing my husband oh, my. now. I'm not sure if I God. want him to come home. <laughs> this, this whole show is freaking me out now. All right. So we have well, a question. The truth is okay. there is a lot of life out there, okay? I know. But we are supposedly, we have reptiles living subterranean. We have interdimensional entities such as ghosts and discarnate beings or beings that lack a body that are just strictly consciousness. Then we have the layer of extraterrestrials, which operate in a specific frequency. Beyond that frequency are celestial entities, and they are without a body. And that contactee that I was referring to earlier, Wes Bateman, he was saying that any extraterrestrials in that band of that particular frequency, he said, those are, if we can adjust to their frequency, then they're probably the abductors. The frequency beyond that in deeper space uh, or slower space, if you want to look at it that way, uh, would be the celestial entities, and they are of a, uh, more altruistic, where the, the band of extraterrestrials are self-serving, they're doing stuff for themselves, not for the propagation and advancement of humanity. Okay. So that there's an indicator, you know, which entity you want to do business with. There are all those people, you know, come and take me. Boy, don't uh, go asking for something like that because you don't know what you're getting into. Right. So I have a question from Chad. 
and it's a long one, and I'm going to read it to you. You you can see it in the chat window anyway, but people listening need to hear. It says, I was in the Denver train station, and I saw two strange figures together. The tallest one looked like one of the tall Nordic-looking humanoids in a brown cloak. He was with a small humanoid three foot in a brown cloak with the hood up so that I couldn't see what they looked like. I watched them for a second but turned away for a second so I didn't seem like I was staring, and by the time I turned back around, they had both disappeared. I did get a strange vibe off them. Uh, do you think they could have been ETs? Well, they certainly sound like the tall whites. And one of the things you want to know uh, about their psyche is they're extremely protective and defensive about their children. So if they have a small child with me make an advancement in any way, even if it's just out of curiosity to say hello, there's a good possibility that they'll flatten you or, or kill you altogether. And, and that's their instinct. So it's probably good that he didn't approach them and that he did turn away. Um, it, they do come out and mingle. They, they've been said to go into public because they can sort of fit in. Um, but tra- but the ones that have a child with them, yeah, you don't want to approach them. Wow. <laughs> okay, so so we're talking about aliens and all this stuff, and you start talking about frequencies and such. And because I'm in the paranormal field as an investigator, and my thought process on what I deal with as far as uh, auditorial, visual, whatever, is to do with frequencies, uh, like spirits work on certain frequencies. So where's the connection between aliens and the paranormal we deal with for people who have passed on to the other side, there has to be some kind of a connection to all of this because every time someone brings something up, whether it's that subject or this subject, it's always frequencies. Yeah, I mean, definitely because as humans, we operate in that specific reality of particle waves that translate into frequencies that allow us to have the graphic visual images that we see. Now, when we're picking up other frequencies uh, that are just below uh, our hearing range, yet our, the tape recorder speed is faster, we pick those up. Now, those can be either inter- interdimensional entities, uh, discarnate beings, or ghosts, and unfortunately, they can also be demons. Okay. Um, so, demon, like demons in the, in the religious sense that we're talking about? Or are just like in humans, things that have not been ever human is that we're talking about, or uh, no, uh, we're talking about uh, yeah, evil, uh, mischievous, soulless, and yeah, they could have been human. I mean, there are some sociopaths that uh, you'll never reach or fulfill the human seed or potentiality, and mm-hmm. won't make it, and they may fall into that class just because. That's their soul's path at this time for them. <laughs> my my hypnotherapist calls them the black hats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. see about the shadow entities, the shadow people in the black hats. And my mom actually had experiences with those as well. Um, just was talking to somebody today, and they are having some experiences with little shadow they like peeking around the corner and they're just sort of hanging out at it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Out of your vision. But you have to then, when you sense them like that, monitor from a detached perspective, exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Are you reading a scary book? 
Are you watching a movie? Monitor your emotional state. See what might be the connection there. Um, I mean, for researchers, though, uh, you know, you're open into the, to studying them so that curiosity that your brainwave is out there. You know, thoughts mm-hmm. have emissions and they know how to read them. Right. So just like if, you know, you get your head kerplunked and they hook you up to the machine, they can read your brainwaves. Mm-hmm. Those thoughts are coming out anyway. Right. Just not onto a graph. So, when right. they, uh, you know, certain, that's how people read the, or entities right. scan. So... Yes, definitely. Uh, Be aware, just aware of your own emotional state so that you can see if there, what it might, what might be the attraction in that moment for them. So I want to ask you, um, and it may have nothing to do with it or it may have everything to do with it, about the urban legend recent phenomena of black eyed kids. does it have anything to do with your research? You know, I heard somebody recount to me their personal first-hand story. I listened to David Weatherby speak at a meeting on his book, Black-Eyed Kids. I don't know what they are. Um <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe they're extraterrestrial because they wouldn't be showing up in clothes from, you know, the goodwill of 1910. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, that's an, that's an oddity. However, there was recently uh, an abduction where the woman came back with uh, what was said to have been Betty Hill's garment, one piece that she was missing, and it's been gone for decades. So... So that and Betty had come back with somebody else's. So that was a, a bit of evidence that was intriguing. Because, oh, yeah. Oh. Right. So so maybe there is some some like interdimensional clothing closet, you know. <laughs> the, the extraterrestrial goodwill. Wow. You gotta come to Earth here, put those on, you know, it's a clothes required planet there. You'll fit yeah. right in. Yeah, it's, and he looks at him and he's like, dude, man, it's just like, I'm gonna look like an idiot going down there like yes, this. It's all we got in your size. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to take it. It's, it's not a clothing optional planet. <laughs> You know, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know about the black-eyed kids. So I mean, they kind of sound evil in a sense, where they um, start off with a lie. <laughs> you know, by you know, I need help. Uh, let me in. Um, let me into your vehicle, and you know, let me in. You know, we hear words like see they any entity demon or whatever lore vampire or whatever they try to trick you into being permissive all these abductees saying oh i made a contract i think that there's a big uh manipulation there too and i'm like no soul attorney or anything but uh any contracts that you're making to be abducted you need to be doing in your full conscious state with full memory not oh because i must have right so same with, um, you know, these. We want to be a little stricter. Well, couldn't they, I mean, like, you know, say say it's a alien-human hybrid, but their, I don't know, their mother died or whatever happens, and they're on their own. And then they just have to kind of try to assimilate to us. I mean, because the, the, the process. But they scare dogs. I mean, the one man said, and he was like a retired, big old, burly cop. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes to the door, his his pit bull 
you know, runs with its tail between his legs, hides under the bed and didn't literally come out for three days. The dog mm-hmm. was shaking, terrified in right. the presence of these supposedly black eyed kids at the door who asked to come in to, for some obscure reason, like to watch TV or to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, but you know, like you, you talk about aliens and how they can, they can, they control our thought process. So when we come back, most people don't remember, then they have to, it has to be brought forward. So that's kind of like mind control. So why couldn't they be that type, but not of the nicer nature of alien where they're using that mind control and that, that feeling, that emotion, you know what I mean? I mean, is, well, is that possible? In abduction, what they do is they do screen memories. So, and, just like if you're working on PowerPoint and you drag a picture over another picture, they do that with your memory. So the memory of your actual abduction, there's a different memory imprinted over top of it. It's a screen memory. So that's not so much mind control mm. um, as far as making you do stuff. They do mm. make you become compliant and at ease, you know, with these like eye stares, you know, they're supposedly able to connect where people state that they feel like not only have they been scanned and every bit of them completely read, but not in this life, but in every life, like they can read their whole soul. Mm-hmm. They feel that like such a depth of being scanned for every bit of information that they have. It's actually really frightening, but those black eyed kids, you know, it, to me, they're acting um, kind of evil by going through Act, trying to get permission to get inside, tricking you into allowing them in by being hungry or needy in some way. And so that in itself makes me afraid of them, but I don't <laughs> know where they're Yeah, going. that would kind of make me afraid of them. Yeah, too, a little, they're a little creepy, aren't they? I don't know, I'd throw like a pack of crackers out the door and slam it or something. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> 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 you got a pack of crackers? I want some cookies or something. You'd go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not letting you in my house with your mind control, but here's the crackers. And then slam the door. Okay. So there you go. There you do, you, go. do you think that would work? I, I don't think so, no. Well, they would probably know, just people, fry, fry the crackers in midair with their look and, and be, you know. But, you know, people like who have, who would, who would think have some type of psychological preparation for encounters like this, are, are scared witless. Right, right. So I've had um, hypnosis many mm-hmm. times um, for like past life regression and life between lives regression. And I know that in order to get there, they have to take me into a pretty deep, deep state of hypnosis. So is it the same for the work that you have to do with people who believe that they've been abducted by aliens or does it just come out kind of in the, you know, in the more look at your life regressions where you're in the, the lighter states of... No, I mean, people are already very suspicious that something's happened. They've seen something. They have glimpse memories. And so they, they're going to find out more. I mean, we're deliberately going to uncover further information, sort of give what memory they have a 360-degree view. Okay. And, and we're able to do that. So for what the type of... A session that you're describing is a very deep session, and it's not so much the subconscious at this point, I think, is that you travel more into the superconscious mind uh, to go into that higher realm of mm-hmm. the soul's path. I mean, and, and that, that life in between lives that you're saying, that sort of state, that's uh, very difficult 
for most people to get there because they don't have an understanding of eternal life. Right. Right. Now there's, there's, there's a question in chat from Bob. He says, Dr. Davis Jacobs thought that the aliens have only a dark agenda. Do you agree? Uh, well, he's a brilliant man, uh, Dr. Jacobs, and uh, he's got years of work and research under his belt. And he also worked with Bud Hopkins. Um, and yeah, he, I agree with a lot of his work when it comes to the hybridization program. Um, Dr. Jacobs isn't really saying that all of the extraterrestrials are dark. He's saying all of the ones that are abducting people against their will and stealing genetics from their body and m messing with their life uh, are bad. <laughs> so he's not wrong because they're violating human rights. And this is that's a big question now. If we're going to be finding out about the existence of extraterrestrials and celestial entities and discarnate beings, I mean, there has to be some protocol. There's got to be a protocol of respect and rights, you know, how we're going to approach it. And we have rights as humans, too. And, you know, having your eggs sucked out of you is, you know, shouldn't be done without your permission. Fair enough. Well, so Cheryl, Cheryl wants to know what you may, what you think may be the ultimate outcome of the alien agenda. It's basically what I was saying earlier. It's that we don't want to spend all of our time externalizing what craft or what ET or even why they're doing it. Just the fact that we can incorporate it into our belief system, take it a step further to a real consciousness expansion, and then look at our responsibility as in the galactic neighborhood on a much larger scale, having to evolve to the point where we... Did we just lose her? I don't know. Something froze, huh? Yep, she froze up. I thought um, it was. I thought it was me. No, it's like no. She's like in mid sentence. No, 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 no. Cheryl, we lost her. We did, we and I'm, it looks like we're trying to connect back with Lori. Oh my gosh, okay. she was right in the middle of this. I grand know. I was point. like, no, answer ah! the question. No. Oh man. Okay. Oh, Let's see if we can get Lori back on the line. Okay. The aliens didn't want her to tell. <laughs> oh. Okay, so we're going to try to get a hold of our guest. In the meantime, do, 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 do. <laughs> it's been an absolutely fascinating oh conversation so far. God. Holy cow. She is awesome. I mean, and I, I like her sense of humor and, you know, like she's not afraid to, you know, throw that sense of humor in there and, you know, but it's just, there's a lot of stuff I learned tonight so far that I, I never even thought of before. Yeah. Never even thought of. And I like the way you threw in black eyed kids too. That well, really I always cool. wonder because I mean that's one of the theories is that black eyed mm. kids are are aliens, you know, or there's they're vampires or they're demons or you know. So I always kind of I it, it's kind of the they're the the hot the hot commodity right now. Yeah. Those black eyed kids. So I thought yeah. I'd I'd at least ask. No, oh, that was no, good. I'm not, yeah. oh, I'm gonna Bob have to said, try again, Cheryl. Bob yeah. said, "Oh my yeah, gosh, she's are. been abducted." Bob. Let's see here. <laughs> That would but, be a first for this show. Yeah, there you go, folks. And that would that would be the perfect ending, though. And then a little light comes, and you know. But, I know. Um, but no, I, I, you know, and that's why I was like, didn't understand. Like, you know, to me, it was like, well, 
when you're talking about, I understand what she's saying, layering over a memory and stuff, but mm -hmm. they're still getting you to do certain things. So I don't see why black eyed kids would be that much, you know, that much different because they're still trying to, they're still trying to get you to do different things, you know? So um, I don't know. I just, I, I see the connection, you know? Yeah. I don't so. know. I don't know. No, it's fascinating. No. It's a fascinating topic. And what's so interesting is that, I mean, you're, you know, when Betty and Barney Hill told their story, they were outliers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a wave sort of grew over the years. And now, you know, she has, there's a support group and there's people all over the world. And it's, it's, to me, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, like that's when I, when I said that before, like, you know, how, it's just as open now as the paranormal field is, you know, where before you'd be like, you know, gay, you don't even talk about that, hide in the closet, you know what I mean? Now you can, you can talk about this stuff freely. And yeah, you still get people that roll their eyes, but it's okay. I roll my eyes at people for certain things too. So, you know, um, but I think it's much more accepted, you know. Well, what I also find really fascinating is that there are these parallels between, um, kind of the purpose of of the what, person what, you're trying to reach is nope. not available. She Please is not leave available. a message out. Um, not available. She is. But okay. about I mean there's there's a connection between what Lori says she feels the purpose of uh these alien abduction experiences are and what a lot of people in the in the paranormal field are coming to believe is the purpose of ghosts and being able to communicate with ghosts mm -hmm. and psychic abilities and things like that. I tell you, I don't think you ever saw the movie The Fourth Kind. Uh, I did, yeah. Oh my god, that movie freaks me out. My son, my son <laughs> Ben, he watched it one night. He goes, "I'm gonna watch the movie." He goes, "Okay, have fun." I didn't say nothing, right? He comes down later. He goes, "Why didn't you tell me that was that kind of?" He goes, "Oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to sleep for days." Because it's movie a, it's is kind of a just, mind bleep, isn't it? Yes, it is just yeah. holy poop. Kind of, I mean, I love that movie. It's just, it's crazy, you know. It, it's very um, well done. Yes, it's very yeah. believable. Yes, very. It, 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 it's it's believable, and they do a good job with like the um, media footage and stuff that they they. I'm putting air quotes around it. The media footage that they show and yes. and all of that stuff. So yeah, it was a um, interesting movie. I I don't know. There's not many movies that freak me out anymore. I just you know, not a lot of things scare me anymore, and. Um, I just kind of thought that one was okay, but Jim liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, what I, I was, I'm but that could be because he's an alien hybrid, and he, you know. <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot, doesn't it? Yep. Oh, we're trying to get, we're trying to okay, connect I'm, with I'm Lori again. I wonder if she, I wonder if she had some catastrophic internet failure at her at her house because uh, that does happen from time to time. Right. I wanted to ask about alien implants, and I don't mean the, you know, <clears throat> implants, you know what I'm saying? I'm no, about, the little things like people find them yeah, in their yeah. shoulders and their yeah. arms and, yes, 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 and yes, everything yes. else. Yeah, well, it's like Cheryl a, is working diligently behind the scenes to get her back. We're only going to have about five minutes or so to talk to her, but I'd like to okay. be able to, to wrap it up and get a few more questions answered because, um, you know, we can have her back on the show again, too, because I... I just have this feeling that we barely scratched the surface. I know. When she started talking about Star Trek, I'm like, no way! Oh my god, the look on oh your face my. was like, woo, boy! Like, I'll say, what? Yeah, bring it on, Captain Kirk! That's right. Oh, so you're a, you're a Trekkie. Yeah, I like Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I now, not, no, people get mad at me. I like Star Wars. Don't get me wrong, but tr Star Trek all the way. I'm sorry. Star Trek all the way. <laughs> um, 
I grew up with the, you know, Captain Kirk and Spock and all that. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I really like, uh, I really like that show. I like the original show. I mean, I like the movies and all the other stuff too and all the incarnations, but I'm pretty much more of the original, you know, Star Trek, like the 60s Star Trek. I used but, to watch know. it with my dad. Did you really? My dad Did and you? I would watch it together. That and Monty okay. Python. Oh my God, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, Channel Eleven used to be on nighttime. Oh, those are, uh, the singing well, well, we have the movie. Yeah, we oh, have the yes. movie. We're good. We have the Holy oh, Grail, and we have um, yes. the other one that they did that they made like that they made as the plot of Spamalot. No, that was the Holy Grail. Yes. The Whoops. the we other one, uh, the knights wear the knights who say knee. That's not that is the Holy <laughs> Grail. It's it's yeah. the the other one. I I always mix it up with the Life of Brian. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I, well, I I remember wasn't like there were. In the, the Holy Grail, they were tossing sheep over the. Oh yeah, yeah, they were using the sheep, the sheep apolter, or something like that. <laughs> the sheep apolter. There you go, folks. Oh, I, yeah. I have seen the movie many, many times, and if you ever get the opportunity to go see Spamalot, it's mm. so much fun. Is it? I've never seen Spamalot. I've never. Oh seen- yeah, it's uh, Jim and I went last year. I think for like our anniversary or something. So it's been about a year since we went, and um. Oh God, it was a lot of fun. And you can actually, if you search on YouTube, I think you can find like the whole original Broadway cast. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, did, uh, so all right. So you watch Star Trek? Did you have like a favorite character in Star Trek? Um. Hmm. Can you remember any of them, or do you want me to name them off for you? Um. No, I actually. Well, you know, now going back from in in history, now of course I like Sulu, but um, because I love George Takei, but <laughs> I I actually was a Spock person. I liked Spock. Oh, a Spock. Is Lori there? Yeah, but I like. Oh, oh, there oh, she's uh, there. Hello. I'm Welcome. here now. Welcome oh. back. We lost you like mid thought, and oh we only have a few minutes left with you. But we wanted to at least let you finish what you were saying to us. Uh, don't even remember where I was. No, I was saying that actually, <laughs> it is time uh, for people to feel free to express their experiences, whether they're ghostly or extraterrestrial, so that we can really learn about our reality and grow upon that and expand our consciousness as far as it may go. Uh, we are evolving. Uh, people are calling it an awakening, but something definitely is happening, and I think that the best way to be is conscious and alert through it. Perfect. That was, like, yeah, well I, said. You know, right there. Yeah. I, I so, think that was, worth, that was worth getting you back, darn it. Heck, yeah. Can I ask... Can I, can, can I just answer the one question really quick about yeah, the, yeah, we have okay. we have like about five more minutes. With okay, you. five more minutes. So we only have five minutes. But basically, I wanted to ask about alien implants. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, what? What? Oh, good. What do you? I like when you said, "Oh yes." So what do you <laughs> think about that? What do you think about this? I mean, you know, when, when they're trying to get some kind of proof, other than you know, you know, the, the 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 people telling their stories and stuff. What What do you think about alien implants? And is there any real proof of that? Yeah, they've been removed. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Lear, that's what he did. He removed alien implants. And in fact, uh, their RFDI chips, they have a radio frequency. And sometimes when they were being removed, uh, they would retract or retreat. I mean, it's they were like, no, they knew that they were trying to be removed and they moved in the body. 
they're very unusual, um, and they have emissions, uh, measurable radio frequency emissions coming from them, and that's amazing. And I have a group member, uh, quite old, in his late 70s. He's brought me his uh, x-rays of his MRI, uh, CAT scans, and he believes he has an implant in the pineal gland. He also believes he has two more on the leg and that they're moving towards each other. I've pressed upon one, and it came back like a little tiny uh, triangle shape on my thumb, mm-hmm. and I filmed them because it did retract, just like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man. And then uh, he's given me, he believes that when they patch your thigh, so he's given me permission to film his body post-mortem to see, in fact, that they are touching. So the oh. implants are not only tracking devices because they have a radio frequency, enormous amounts of information can be downloaded on them, and you oh. can even adjust the person's brain waves with them. Well, you say they the retract it. Wait, 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 you say they retract the stuff so they can't, like, take them out of the body and say, okay. Yeah, they oh. fight back. They, you go to take them out, and they retract. They try to move away as if they know. Yeah, it's very. It's like they're self. They're trying to preserve themselves. I think. I think you can watch videos of it. I think no, you've now helped. You. I, I, I think you've now helped Karen not to sleep tonight. Thank you so much, Laurie. <laughs> That's what he was looking for. What's so, our goal tonight? <laughs> so, if a person has. Um, one of these radio frequency things and they don't know it can is there some way that you can detect it can you scan them and it like beeps oh, like yes, a supermarket scanner sure um i'm going to be on the panel at san jose ufo con march 27th in san jose and she's uh Lorian fenton who is the producer of san jose ufo con has a implant scan uh, vendor coming and so for a measly $20 or so, you can be scanned and find out where your implant is, too. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As long as that's the only kind of implant it detects, people will be fine, right? Yeah, really. Uh, well, that leads that leads into uh, the next question perfectly. So um, we have now reached the part of the show that we like to have our guests shamelessly self-promote themselves. So where can people find more about you, talk about your book, and what do you have coming up? Um, I have, uh, like I said, UFO Con coming up. And what's so fantastic about that is I'll, I'll be running the experiencers group, and that's free to the general public to come, and it's an opportunity for them to just express their extraterrestrial experience and I am writing a book called The Extraterrestrial Interference, and um, it will recount some abduction cases and really where I see the whole phenomena moving. And I've, currently, you can get a hold of me at uh, trueyouthypnotherapy.com. That's my website. I have a media page and an events page that shows that we're upcoming. And I'll be speaking on the 15th of March, uh, at Northern California MUFON on the abduction phenomena. Cool. You know, this has been one of the most fascinating uh, shows that we've done in quite some time. I will tell you, I was a little worried that I was going to be scared, but I'm not. So that's all good. <laughs> and um, it's just been such a fascinating show that I hope when you get your book done that you'll come back. Yes. Oh, I would be happy to. Thank you. 
Great. Thank you so much. It's Thanks, just Lori. it's been great, Lori. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad we got you back for the last few minutes. Good night. Good night. Okay, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. Uh yeah, like seriously fascinating. Uh yeah, like <laughs> uh, crazy stuff, man. Right? Well, I know. There's a lot more. I mean, we just it barely touched the tip of the iceberg there. Let me that's tell you. We, that's why we need to have you come back. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I mean, there's always something going on. Um, the group that I run always organizes sky watches, and they have all the high-end equipment, and they catch uh, UFOs on high-definition TV through night vision goggles that are, like, military-grade. Yeah. It's always fun. <laughs> I've never, I have never seen anything that I thought would be a UFO, but that doesn't necessarily mean I don't believe that, you know, they are that they are here and they are making contact. <laughs> so, oh yeah, well, Google that West Bateman uh, yeah. contact me. That that's pretty fascinating to find out that he's really the inspiration for the Star Trek series. All right, very cool. Okay, so Cheryl, <laughs> we need to take care of some business. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for having thank me. You. Thank you Good so night. much, Lori. That was great. Seriously, Cheryl, get yeah, her back on. I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope so. Um, as long as she didn't find our questions dumb, she'll come back, right? I think she'll come <laughs> back. Yes. Yeah. Um, thanks to Lori for, for coming on tonight. Um, oh, yeah. The time passed quite quickly, so I can't believe it's already the end of the show. Um, next week, please come back again. Uh, we will be talking with Rob Henry. And oh, Rob, Rob, he's fun. Is the is a member of West Virginia Paranormal, and he also has a radio show called Living Paranormal Radio. I've been mm-hmm. on it. Yes, you have. Yeah. On it with, with, with Robin Marie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think, yeah she was so. co-hosting with Rob for a while, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, so that's next week, and then following um, Rob, um, the the week after, which will be February twenty sixth, we have. Teresa Carroll. She is an oh, I love Teresa. intuitive counselor and author of All Spooked Up. I know all these people. <laughs> I know you know everyone. I don't know anybody. Go ahead. Continue. Actually, Teresa Check is from Teresa's a local girl here. So she and I have we we worked on it. Um I don't know. I think it's one or two cases that I I've, I've worked on with her and she's phenomenal. You'll really like her. Um so yeah, she's she's uh she can answer all of your pressing new psychic medium questions. Okay. Yeah, she's got just a fabulous perspective on it, and um, you know, she's she's a very good teacher. Is there anyone else we have on the show coming up? Yes, yes, we I have got two more guests that I have lined up for March fifth. We are having back on Peter James Haviland. He is a lead investigator and president of Lone Star Spirits Paranormal Investigations. He is also an advanced certified clinical hypnotherapist. Oh, I remember him. I liked him. Yeah, yeah. we invited very, him back yeah. on at the end of the show, didn't we? We did, and he is we coming do back on. We do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because it's fascinating. I mean, it's just yeah, oh, so fast. So, and then March twelfth, I think Chuck, I think you're gonna like this. We're having our friend Nancy Laporta, medium, hey, spiritualist, and advisor. I know that lady. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, but who invited her on the show? Moi. Okay, whatever. Uh, 
Yep, it'll that'll be another great one. You're oh, not wow. pulling your weight, Gotsky. Start inviting people. <laughs> I did. I, I'm trying to invite, like, uh, there's this guy, Steve Huff, who does all this audio stuff. Um, and also, uh, Anthony Sanchez, who does ghost apps. He makes all these new ghost apps that we're using. Yeah. Uh, I sent emails to him to say, hey, man, I want to get you on the show. So maybe they'll start, you know, talking back to me. So listening cool. to Rick's show, here's what I would like you to do. I would like you to invite somebody with a lovely British accent. That was so smooth, <laughs> soothing. It was like a warm bath. I'll get right on that. The, the, the problem. The pro- actually, we were supposed to have someone with a Brit- British accent on a couple weeks ago, but um, that fell through. The problem is the time difference. It's really difficult because of the time difference. So I, I will, know. That's yeah, so sad. It is it sad. Was, I, I love listening to those British accents. I've got to tell you, I just really like them. Yeah. Yes. Me too. And I, and, I, and, I, and I just like to say that I think paranormal investigators are very important in this field. Don't you, Karen? I do too. I, I feel they are very important. Yes. I do too. I I I just felt I needed to say that. I understand completely. I feel like um you know, we not everybody may do things exactly the same and people may measure things and other people may use their psychic abilities and I think everybody has something to contribute. Oh, definitely, because I think it's a it's a wide open field. Like it's kind of like the wild, wild west, you know. <laughs> everybody has their little chunk of land, you know, and we're all trying to get to the same ending result. So you know, that's that's why I look at it. You know, Jim and I have that conversation a lot because he's very sciencey, you know, Mister Quantum Physics and everything else, and of course, and he's an atheist, and I'm very spiritual, um, although not religious. You know, just always have to say that, um, and. <laughs> But the conversations we have, because I think I've told you that our pillow talk is quantum physics. Yeah, it's very wrong. Because we're that kind of nerdy couple. <laughs> so you come out and visit us, and that's the kind of nerdgasm you are yeah. prepared oh, for. Oh, right? great. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like in the other bedroom over here. So, Jim, tell me about the fifth dimension. <laughs> but anyway, my uh-huh. point is is that the conversation that we, we both have agreed that really what we're both doing is working towards the same answers from very different directions. And I think that's okay. I think his yeah. approach is okay. And he thinks he used to think my approach was nutty, but now he thinks it's okay. Well, see, like when I was watching in chat too, they're talking about, you know, oh, tech is blah, blah, and blah, blah, all this different stuff. See, to me, um, being starting off in that end of it and then getting to the end of it that I'm in now, I, I cannot say that it's one or the other. I think it's yeah. going to be a, a collection of both that are really going to get you that far. Like they were saying, well, how do you know that the tech can even work? How do you know you're getting the right stuff? I mean, how, why yeah. would you want to use tech? Because, you know, old school is best. And it's like, but yeah, but see, and I, and I, I equated but new it to school is best. New school is good too. Yes, and I was, I was equating, equating it to like a ship, you know, like the ship in the 1600s when they sailed the seas, you know, they were great, and then they finally would sink. With their cartographers. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. And then now we got the techie ships that can go much farther and faster, and but, you know, it's still, of course, you know, the person that's driving that ship, that's the most important. Right. But, you know, I, I think that there is, I mean, how can you advance? There's room for both. Right, you, you know, you, there's no way to advance otherwise, you know. So. Yeah, you know, I, I am... Um, you don't hear me talk a lot of tech because um, I'm bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but my team has a couple people who are just, you know, gangbusters at tech. Mm-hmm. And then they have, we all bring something different to the team. And it creates, in my opinion, a really nice multidisciplinary approach. And I think that that multidisciplinary approach is um, 
a good way to take it. And the yeah. other thing is that, you know, some places are so haunted that you do get recordings. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, there. Well, I like the way you said team too, because it's kind of like a baseball yeah. team. You got to have a catcher yeah. and a pitcher and a, you know, I mean, it's, it's all, there's little, every little chunk helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, um, you know, a few teams that kind of do the same thing that we do where they have the tech end and they have the, you know, the observant people and everybody has something that they do well. And I know that we were talking to somebody who was uh, interested in joining the team and he said, yeah, but I don't know what I could bring to the team. And, you know, you have to pull that out of people and find out what their skills are because we have one person on our team, Heather, who what she's really, really good at is historical research. I mean, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, but it's, you know, like a, a, a sixth grader writing a paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying because I'm terrible at That's why I have uh, Kena, who's our new trainee, and she likes to do that stuff. And yeah, like I said, yeah. hey, go for it. And next thing she's like, hey, you know what? I found this person that's a witness there at the thing. And I can interview her. I'm like, oh, you're Isn't just Isn't that going amazing that they it. can? Yeah. I know. Exactly. And everybody has their strengths. And I know mm-hmm. that my strengths are communicating with those spirits, understanding what they're trying to tell us. And interacting with them. I mean, you yeah. know, that's I'm I'm there to be the touchy feely mushy one. Yeah, and I, I So yeah, that's my I, role. Yeah, and I feel, you know, besides of course trying to lead the team, I, I like the communication and I like to the talking and I really like the audio and the communication. That's what I'm really, really into. So um and speaking of that, you think I should really send that thing to Jason? That I that, absolutely that. do. Your Dybbuk Box E V P. Heck yeah. I think that is really <laughs> cool. I'm sorry, could you say it again? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. There you go, folks. You heard it from Karen right here. Heck yeah. yeah I think I gotta, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I think I think that I, I Cheryl, think I don't you that. think he should? <laughs> what? What are you making fun of my heck yeah? <laughs> no, I'm don't sorry. you think he should? What was the question? Oh my god. Oh my god. Do you mean Google eyes chat or something? Producer. What are you guys doing over there? Show. Darn it, did you tune us yeah. out? The chat room, yeah. guys. I got sucked into the chat room. What's what's oh, the question? So oh. he, he asked if I thought he should send that E V P to Jason and I said, Heck oh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Okay, sure. And I'm going to So I take... have a question now though. Okay. Yes. If you got sucked into the chat room and weren't listening to us, does that mean that nobody in the chat room is listening to us? <laughs> I don't oh, know. good. Good. Our producers leading That's the so listeners funny. not to listen to us. Isn't that like the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing? Yes, huh? I will behave. That's right. You will. <laughs> or will I? Oh, listeners, we're here on the radio. Well, Chuck, so what are your plans? We have just a couple minutes left. So what are your plans for the Dybbuk box while it's with you for the next couple of weeks? Um, well, I'm going to do Excuse some. Excuse me, the Fibic box. Go on. The Fibic box, yes. Um, I'm going to do some, uh, I want to do some like, uh, night vision photography. I want to do some, I actually want to bring in some black lights too and, and really get it really dark and try to see if we can catch some stuff that way as far as shadows and such. Because, you know, IR is okay, but I think black light helps a little bit better to get that. That's sure. Cause you use IR with the black light. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'm still going to try to do some thermal readings. I've been trying to do that. I got this new device called the HLC and it's like a flashlight that actually it has just basically it reads off color and depending on if hot or cold it changes color so it's kind of cool it's something new i just bought um uh, so i'm going to do that i'm going to definitely get into more audio because i think there's really a lot to uh you know gain from that too and i also want to do some um i want to try to read the cards with the box i'm going to try to get my cards out 
and read the cards with the boxes. Well, you should get your pen to them out too then. Yes, yes, I will. And then I'll see if um it, it wants to, you know, or, or if my guys can help me to talk to whatever might be attached to it. So, yes, I'm going to try a little All bit right. of new school, a little old school. Perfect. Well, we have come to the end of the show. No. So I hope you will join us next week at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, other times in the flyover states. Look at that. I got the times right. First time since we've been doing the show. Yes, and um, thank you guys for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky e. G. You all have a great week. Good night. Thanks, guys. Good night. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a guest, Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be something 